Hey, Will. Hi. Welcome. Thanks, Liz. Hi. Not much uh, pretense this week. No, apparently not. Um, but welcome to this episode, second episode of the fourth season of The Smug Buds. It's That's me, right. Liz, mm-hmm. uh, and also Will. Yep, it is also me, Will. There are no other people here. Business as usual. Uh, how are you doing? What's up? How are you feeling? I'm doing okay. Uh, it's, you know, uh, it's, uh, let's timestamp this. It's Wednesday, April 22nd, 2020. Uh-huh. And, uh, since the last time we recorded, uh, found out some news about, uh, furloughs at my, uh, employer. Oh my God. I forgot that applied to you. Yeah, it does apply to me, but, uh, sometimes it pays to be underpaid and this is, yeah. One of those cases, because the people who are paid the least are uh, being furloughed the least. Uh-huh. And uh, not uh, to uh, seem gauche or anything, but just to uh, take a moment to uh, acknowledge the uh, lucky position that I'm in and to count my blessings. I did a little math and... Uh, as long as it doesn't get any worse for me, mm-hmm. uh, pay-wise and employment-wise, then uh, with the stimulus check that I received from our good and fair president, <laughs> um, I I am breaking even. Oh, that's good. Okay. Yes, the I money accept. the money that I'm losing is is equivalent to twelve hundred dollars, almost exactly. Yeah, there it's you like go. a weird coincidence. Yeah, that's great. Kenny and yeah. I actually got a really big check because um, – did you get your money already? Yes. Yeah, we did too. And um, we also got money for Elliot, which is like a weird – The same amount? No, 500 bucks. Oh. Hmm. So it was 1200 1200 and 500 So it was 2900 oh. total for all three of us. Okay. Which, you know, having Elliot is significantly more expensive. <laughs> yeah, yeah than of that. course. But it was a thing where I was like – Oh, right. <laughs> like there's this other human mm-hmm. that exists. I had, I was starting to tell you this off mic, but I had a pretty good day. I sort of felt bad the past couple days. Um, like I couldn't tell if it was allergies or stress or what. And then um, today I so, felt like really good. Huh? Yeah. You couldn't tell which one of those things it was. So you created a poll on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, I did. I remember that because I was in the minority uh, voting for uh, allergies. Yes. Yeah. I think you were the only one. <laughs> I don't know if I was the only one. I, th- I think there was. Well, actually, actually, actually that if, might be possible. In, either you were the hindsight. only one or you were one of two. Okay. Yes. Yes. That, uh, that, based uh, that on the tracks. numbers I remember. That um, actually tracks based on what I saw. But um, yeah, my three options were stress, allergies, uh, and there's not a third option. <laughs> yeah uh, a lot of votes for that one yeah (laughs) a lot of joke votes um it reminds me of um last time we talked i sang the praises of uh disco elysium Mm -hmm. which is a game uh with a lot of dialogue trees like a lot of oh yeah uh, a lot of the game is just interacting with characters and choosing what the player character says in the conversation and uh, there's there's a lot of politics in the in the game, and there's one moment where you're sort of confronted 
with the choice to really like label yourself in that political spectrum. (laughs) And so, uh, and the options are always numbered. And so option one was something that would identify you as like a traditionalist. And option two was something that would identify you as a communist. Number (laughs) three, a centrist. And then the fourth dialogue option is, and I quote, I am a mysterious fourth thing. (laughs) That's incredible. I probably don't need to explain why that's funny, but that's so funny because only the player knows that that is fourth on a list. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So outside of that context, it doesn't make any sense. Right. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. So I felt not that way today. I felt like alive. Mm-hmm. clear-headed. Um, I gave this presentation at work where I t- talked about that curb cut effect mm-hmm. video. And I also right. talked about a Sarah K video um, where she's talking about a Kava Akbar tweet. Mm. Um, the universe has already written the poem you're trying to write, which I think mm. he might have actually deleted at this point because I looked for the original mm. tweet. You can't find it. Sounds a little bit like a something that I once tweeted. I believe my words were The first draft is my brain. (laughs) Uh, I'm willing to bet I tweeted that first. Oh, yeah. I'm sure that Sarah Kay should really have um, uh, (laughs) cited you in her TED Talk. But yeah, I I talked about, um, I led a discussion where we watched both those videos and um, on Zoom and um, talked about how both of them relate to innovation, Mm -hmm. which is one of my company's core values. And there were 51 people at this, Will. Mm. So there were almost as many people, though not more, than at my book launch. <laughs> but when you consider that that my my department in in the context of this talk has 160 mm-hmm. people in it, that's like right. a third of them. That was very yeah. good. That's excellent. Um, but anyway, um, I felt really good about that. I got a lot of compliments on it. Um, nice. Uh, which is uh, says a lot because I was like, um, we're talking about poetry and video games at this financial SRO. <laughs> right. And then um, Elliot took a nap, which he's only been doing sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I um, went to the eye doctor to pick up some trial contacts to tide me over until I can get an appointment. And so I saw mm-hmm. the outside world and mm. was feeling really good. And then Elliot woke up from his nap and he had a fever of 102.6. Yeah, that took a turn. For the and worse. I was like, oh, and I, I didn't even tell this to Dana, who I was telling this to earlier, but when he first woke up, he felt warm and I took his temperature and it was um, 100.8, mm-hmm. which is like just on the edge of being a fever. Right. right. And then like he suddenly got really hot and for about 20 minutes he had spiked up. Mm. So normally when kids wake up from naps and they have a little bit of a fever, they sort of like once they're out from under the covers and they're drinking some water, it'll sort of go down. Mm-hmm. So for it to spike up, I was like, oh. Yeah, yeah. So we got him Tylenol and it went down and it hasn't yeah. gone up. So, you know, hypothetically, if it were to go back up, it would be happening right now. He's asleep. But um, so I guess we don't know if it's up or not because I'm not going to go in there. But can I ask a question that might be naive? Yeah, of course. How do you give a small child Tylenol? Oh, this is not naive. Um, we have there's children's Tylenol, which is a liquid. Okay. And it, um, we don't give it to him in a cup, like a little, like a little measuring cup. Mm-hmm. We give it to him in, um, like it's sort of a syringe, 
and he gets five milliliters. Okay. Um, it doesn't have a needle on it. <laughs> I see. And so I, um, I mean, he's, he's also Elliot, who's like, you know, a perfect little child. Um, <laughs> he's like a Kenny baby. So, um, you know, he doesn't. I, he is, he is as close to a Kenny baby <laughs> as I think any living creature could be yeah. well, <laughs> at what this I mean, point in time. <laughs> what I mean is like, if you're looking at our dispositions, there are some things that he mm. really does lean more towards me on, but, mm-hmm. um, well, actually, no, I take that back. Elliot is more towards me, ter- more like me in terms of like, wanting to sing and wanting to dance and moving around but in terms of disposition he's mm. kenny he's so calm he barely mm. fights i was a monster will yeah yeah i was a horror of a child and my mom's mm-hmm. like no you weren't and i'm like i remember mom and you've told me stories i once slammed my door so hard that the frame came apart <laughs> i was cool i was eight will i was eight <laughs> my mom once i I when Elliot was an infant, I put him in his crib and to take a shower and he was crying and I was like, I have to take a shower. I haven't taken a shower in two days. I have to take a shower. I'll take a short shower and he's not going to die in his crib. Even if he's upset for five minutes, he's going to be fine. And when I came out, he had fallen asleep and I texted this to my mom and she was like, Ugh. and I was mm-hmm. like, what? She was like, you know, I used to do that. I used to put you in your crib when you were crying so I could take a shower, hoping you'd fall asleep. You never did, though. Mm-hmm. You were too damn stubborn. Right. Kenny once got sleepy when he was watching a movie with his parents, and his parents suddenly didn't know where he was. They went upstairs. He put himself to bed <laughs> and brushed his teeth, Will. <laughs> he brushed his own teeth, uh. cl- turned off the light, put himself to bed, turned off the light. He was five. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I mean when I say Elliot uh-huh. is a Kenny baby. Elliot yes. is agreeable. <laughs> yes. So yeah, so I think I think he's okay. I mean, the thing that's really baffling about it is like kids get fever sometimes, you know, where they just get sick for like I mean, sick. They're like they have sure. a fever for like at, at least I did. I said this to Claire, my co-editor once, and I was like, I mean, kids get just get fevers for a few hours sometimes, and she looked at me like, "No, they don't." But I did. And mm-hmm. I remember doing that. Yeah. And so, um, you know, this is the thing that happens, but like, where, where did he get something from? Mm -hmm. (laughs) He hasn't seen anyone in basically six weeks at this point, except for Kenny and I. Mm -hmm. Um, so who knows? Who can say? Only God can say. (laughs) And he's pretty silent. On this matter and this matter. all others as far as I know. Yes. Um, God only knows how he got sick during quarantine. Good song. <laughs> I do really like that song. Classic song. So um, do you have any old news? What is that what we were calling this? Old business? <laughs> old business. <laughs> old news just sounds like we're out of touch. <laughs> yeah, it does. Oh, I do have old business. I know what okay. my old business is. Great. Um, Nathan, Ray- Roofbeams played a live show yes. last night. Did Excellent. you tune in? old business. I, I watched a little bit of it, yeah. He posted the whole thing, so if you want to mm-hmm. watch more of it, you can. Or I guess we can also post it in the show notes. You should, yeah. Um, but it was um, it was so cute. I mean, I, I mean, I know clearly I'm like Nathan's number one fan, but... Like he started, did you, were you at the very, the, there at the very beginning? 
I think so, yeah. So he started by saying, uh, I feel a little bit weird about this, so I've set myself up to be comfortable. I'm in my basement. Mm-hmm. I've played a lot of shows in basements. And he's like, and I set up a merch table. And he had on the side table next to his couch set up this tiny merch table with all of his <laughs> albums on it, which was like the <laughs> cutest shit. That's pretty funny. <laughs> um, I like that. But he played Egypt, which is one of my favorite songs, and he said that he had to relearn it, um, which mm. is so weird to me. Um, mm. I mean, I know it's more complicated than me just, like, singing along, but um, there were a bunch of people that said – like, Kelly, who used to play stand-up bass, was watching, mm. and she commented in the Facebook feed, I forgot about Egypt, and I was like, oh, am I – the only one that regularly will listen to all of these albums in order (laughs) i think i am will including nathan well yeah i mean i don't think that that's so unusual that he that you would be more familiar as a fan yeah than he is as, as the guy who created it and also i think i've been i've been to at least one i think i've been to multiple shows where part of the show is the musician saying, we're going to attempt to play this song, but it's so old, we might get it wrong. Yeah, (laughs) Uh, there's a really good set of, I mean, however complicated this is, there was and is a really good set of um, brand new songs from like a surprise show that they did that was just Jesse and Vin. mm -hmm. And uh, there's one song that he has to start over like three times and Vin leans over at one point and goes, yeah, guys, Jesse does this great thing. It's so funny. He just forgets his own lyrics, and it's, like, so fun for everyone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I, th- I think that's fairly common if you have a long enough yeah, songwriting it's been, career. It's been half my life, I accept. So uh, Dana brought me the uh, show and tell that I have to do. This is a yes. this is a show and tell version of old business. <laughs> and I call it old business because I really should have brought these into show and tell when we were doing our Homestar episode. Okay. And then they're just around the house and I saw them and I thought, oh, I got to show these to Liz. So I, I, since I have nothing to do with them, I just pinned them to this (laughs) cork board, which Mm -hmm. we have in our kitchen, Mm -hmm. which is not even hanging on the wall. It's just (laughs) leaning. It's on a counter, leaning against a wall. So Dana did not like deconstruct anything. She just literally plucked it from the counter. No, she just plucked it. (laughs) brought it in and we have no purpose for this Uh and so i've used pins to affix these patches to this cork board Uh and the patches are from homestarrunner.com i don't recall if i specifically ordered these or if they came with something (laughs) else that i ordered Uh for example i talked last time about how i had a messenger bag from their store right yeah ordered dvds from their store so it might have come with one of those for Isaac as a free uh, giveaway, or I might have added them myself. And there are five of them, mm-hmm. and I'm going to show them to you now. And the first says, the home star me. <laughs> and home star's got his bowl and his wooden spoon, and there's mm-hmm. some stars. Yep. This one uh, at the top, it says, dangeresque, and at the bottom, it says, <laughs> cool, cool glasses. <laughs> And it's Strong Bad wearing his dangerous sunglasses. Yeah. There's this one uh, which says Trogdor High Score Club. <laughs> Wait, speed it. it. I, yeah, there and we go. And it's, it's Trogdor 
with a burninated peasant. Yeah. Fleeing, but unsuccessfully. Fleeing, and they, they basically, they look kind of like they're in um, 8-bit style, mm-hmm. like the uh, Trogdor video game. Um, I said there were five, and I swear <laughs> there were, but I think I dropped one. Um, anyway, the, the fourth and possibly the last or second to last one is my favorite. It says, raised by a cup of coffee. Right. And it's just a cup of coffee, white <laughs> on a blue background, just a steaming the mug of java. The style of that one is also just like really good. It's the best. And, yeah. and it's the most esoteric. Uh-huh. Um, but I recognize it as a Hamsar quote. I was raised, raised by, by a cup, cup of, of coffee. coffee. Yeah. And um, that's it for now. Maybe if there's another one, I'll find it. <laughs> I just physically had to take them off of the cork board. Mm-hmm. And I have in front of me five pins that were holding them on. Will, just here, I'll vamp. I'll vamp and you stand up and look. Okay. So... <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's really incredible that you have those. In it, But patches are I funny. Found you found it. See, you just yeah. need to look up. I didn't even need to vamp that long. What I was going to say is I think it's incredible that patches are a weird thing because like you have to have somewhere to put them. And if you don't, what do you do with them? Like, what do you do with five patches? Patches and pins, too. I feel this same way about pins, which is why I'm sort of doing double duty. I'm yeah. using these pins, which I have. See, which, but- are, which are pins. Buffy themed. Oh, B- Buffy buttons. pins. Yeah, Buffy but- buttons or buttons pins. I, buttons, pins, button yes. pins, I um don't feel that way about because I can easily switch those out. Yeah, no, but that makes sense. But a patch, hypothetically, is a, more of a permanent affixture, more of a permanent yeah. fixture. The, the final one is, it says, the cheat... Since 1983. And it looks like Atari. Yes. And it's the cheat like as the Atari logo. Or I was going to say Apple logo, but you very confidently said Atari. Well, it looks like the Atari colors, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it Mm. is Apple. Okay. Yeah. It's it's in the style. Or maybe they were the same because it was the 80s. It's in the style of uh, a computer or video game company logo from the 1980s. And um, I'll uh, I'll send you a picture of these uh, yeah. that um, you can put in the show notes so that people can can follow along. Or now that they're hearing this statement, they can go look at it after they've heard <laughs> me describe them. Yeah. Unless you look at the show notes first, in which case, good on you. Anyway, <clears throat> uh, do you want to get into it? Because I have a lot of shit to talk about. <laughs> I know you do, and I'm very much looking forward to uh, learning how you are going to cover this topic, knowing what I know about the prep work that you've done for it. So um, what are we talking about, Will? Music videos. Yes. Um, So I've had this on here for a while because I love the genre of a music video. Um, I think there are a lot of bad music videos. (laughs) Of course. I think there are a lot of really good, interesting music videos and then mm-hmm. i think there are just music videos that are just i mean perfection yeah and um i think the thing with music videos is i find them to be really mesmerizing even when they're bad i find them to be very mesmerizing mm-hmm. um i think because it's requiring so much attention 
Um, music videos oftentimes have really, really quick cuts. Um, and so you're like listening to the song, you're like really absorbing the song, or at least I am. And then also watching like every sort of minute detail in these music videos. And so they're really mesmerizing for me. And so I, I knew I wanted to talk about this and I was trying to figure out, so I was like, I, I knew, I knew that this was going to be a, an episode this season. And so I, I started writing down music videos that I wanted to talk about, like ones mm-hmm. that really stood out to me. And I, I thought, well, maybe I'll just focus on like one or two. I think I have about 50 listed in this list now. <laughs> Unfortunately, yes. <laughs> We're not going to talk about all of them in detail. Um, I have them broken down by category. Yes. Um, and we'll see which ones we talk about more than others. But, okay. um, I wanted to sort of group them by like the way that I think about them because mm-hmm. I think that there's some themes that come up and I think that there's things that work better than other things. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the way that I did this was I just started writing down a list of music videos and um, I told Kenny that I was doing this and then I said, oh, are there any music videos that you really like that I'm not thinking of? And he was like, Liz, I already started writing you an email and he had already start he had written down 15 other music videos. Cool. And I think even since I emailed you last night, I think I've added another like 10 music videos. So mm-hmm. um, this will just get, uh, you know, expanded. There might even be more added while we're recording it or afterwards. We'll see. Cool. Um, so um, this is what I like to call getting a baseline. Will, mm. uh, what what do you know about music videos? <laughs> uh, such a broad sweeping topic that it's hard to encapsulate a baseline into a succinct statement. So I will just offer uh, uh, the the tip of the iceberg by saying that uh, when you raised that question of like favorite music videos or mm-hmm. music videos that you remember, I'll say that for better or for worse, the first thing that I think of when I hear that question is the band Weezer. Which okay, yeah. I didn't share with you. Um, I did share a few music videos with you just to kind of, I don't know, give give you some something to think about that mm-hmm. that I, I draw from my own experience. But I didn't mention that like there there was a time uh some years ago when I discovered uh Weezer's back catalog of music videos. Mm-hmm. And I was delighted to find that, like, for example, Weezer has a music video where, um, like, featuring the Muppets. Yes, yes. Yeah, you know this uh-huh. one. Yeah. So, like, that's the best out of all of them. Um, and, that's... and who could forget um, uh, Beverly Hills, which takes place at the Playboy Mansion? Yes, of course. Um, the Muppets one is the video for Keep Fishing. Yeah. Um, there was another one where they like insert themselves into an episode of Happy Days. Uh-huh. Um, and the, where they the, did a lot of really clever um, editing. Yes. Well, I'm like really realizing how much of this I <laughs> know already. Yeah, yeah, you know, you know more about it um, than I do, possibly. Um, that last one I referenced was the video for Buddy Holly, yes. and then the one that was new at the time that I thought was so brilliant at the time was the video for Pork and Beans, mm-hmm. which is uh, the video that just combines a bunch of um, memes and famous internet videos. Uh-huh. So you have the like 
dramatic look gopher and you have like yes. uh, leave Brittany alone and you have the Numa Numa guy uh-huh. and it's basically just one one thing after another uh, and like combining them and like remixing them in different ways. That that's what I'll serve up uh, as the equivalent of a of a baseline, is that I guess that says something about me, that I'm drawn to comedy more than anything. Like in all of your categorizing and all of your listing of music videos, yeah, that I've seen you do over the past day or two, um, you know, we're not even talking about comedy music videos. Yeah. Um, but, Though I do uh, have quite a few funny ones that I put on specifically because I think they're so funny. Right. Yes. So I would say that those are my main touch point. Yes. Are the, are the ones that are funny, uh, like the Weezer videos that I've just mentioned. Good. Yeah. I. So I think I just added another video, by the way. Um, right. <laughs> so, um, so I, I'm gonna sort of give a baseline of um what happens when i interact with a music video and also like how i grew up with music videos like the ways that i grew up with music videos i you know was a youth watching mtv vh1 and also mtv2 and eventually fuse um between the years of let's say 95 96 um all the way up to you know high, high school when i when i still had cable tv yeah and I'll just butt in to say I, I am interested in this mainly because the the re- I feel like the reason why this is a topic for you and why it wouldn't be for me mm-hmm. is that I I didn't watch any of that I would just yes. I had I had no interest during those years I was exclusively watching Nickelodeon Cartoon Network uh you know Kids WB Fox Kids. Yeah. I never had any interest in MTV, VH1, etc. And you also, if I'm remembering correctly, like, I remember when we did the brand new episode, you described yourself as knowing about 100 songs when you got Deja and Tendu. <laughs> that does sound like something I would say about <laughs> myself. And so you were like, I really liked these songs, uh, considering I was pulling from a pool of about 100. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I really learned, I really started to get an education in music uh starting in high school. Yeah. And and even then I was my my sensibilities w- were always pretentiously like I I want to enjoy stuff that nobody else around me has even ever heard of. Yes, yeah. And so like the most mainstream thing that I listened to was like um was Pinkerton by Weezer. Mhm. But mostly I was listening to The Decemberists, Neutral Milk Hotel, uh, They Might Be Giants, Say Hi to Your Mom, mm-hmm. and some bands so obscure that I don't even remember them today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so my my a little bit of background for me in terms of music. Um, my dad played guitar and my mom and dad were kind of in a band when I was younger. Cool. Um, and then, you know, my mom was really, really interested in music, loved singing, is still very good at singing. Um, and so we liked, we liked all sorts of music. Um, my mom was always, you know, really could appreciate music from any genre if it was doing interesting things. And, um, but that said, you know, we were all definitely super into pop music. Mm -hmm. Um, not in the sense of like, uh, 
we only listened to it, but that my mom would do this great thing, which I think I've mentioned to you before, where she would sort of be like, oh, you know, here's a song. This song is sampling this other song. Let's listen mm-hmm. to that song. You know, she right. would sort of be looking at these things in the same way that I look at them now, which is like mm-hmm. very holistically and like seeing how these things are connected. Right. Um, and thinking it was cool when there were connections that she could draw. Mm-hmm. And so um, when we were kids, a lot of the times we were watching the news in the morning as we got ready for school. But a lot of the times we would just be flipping back and forth between MTV, VH1, and MTV2. And I, to the point that I can tell you what those channels were. And right. Kenny and I were talking about this. And he was like, I do too. MTV was channel 27. MTV2 was channel 49. And VH1 was channel 41. Yeah, I have a vague memory that I think... VH1 was 19 and MTV was 20. Okay. But that sounds like too convenient to be true, but that's (laughs) how I remember it. And uh, the things that I really remember are like Nickelodeon was channel six. uh, Cartoon Network was channel 22. Comedy Central was 45, I think. Nickelodeon was 40 and Comedy Central was 52. Wow. Isn't it amazing how I we have this just like in our brains, even though like yeah. not real anymore. I, I mean, I have a much easier time remembering phone numbers that are of no use to me now. Oh, yeah. Than the ones that would be of any use to me. Yeah, I can call my grandfather any second. He's been dead. Right. Part of this then um, was... That they were just around all the time. Part of this was that my mom was giving me context. And part of it was that we were sort of in like what I'm realizing now was the golden age of music videos. Right. (laughs) Um, Which I say because I think music videos are sort of a dying art form. Mm -hmm. Um, In the sense that like people are still clearly making music videos and they're more accessible than ever because they're on YouTube. But like when I was you know, during this 10-year time period, um, plus or minus a few years, like, music videos would be released and it would be, like, an event. Like, you'd, like, watch a show and then you'd see the music video for the first time. There might be an extended version, and so you saw the extended version, and then uh, following that, you'd only seen the edited version. Um, you know, it was it was a whole thing. And, um, you know, we had multiple channels dedicated to this. And people used to say, like, you know, MTV doesn't play music anymore. Like, um, or whatever, but they still played it way more than, I don't even know what's on MTV now. Um, you had Carson Daly doing TRL. Um, and then you also had shows like MTV's Making the Video, which I was fascinated by. Mm-hmm. Um, have you ever watched an episode of this? No, uh, it, it's like the first thing in your document that you shared with me. So I did open up that link and I did watch maybe like five minutes of yeah. that. I never watched it before. It's sort of, I mean, it's it's not like, when I was watching the episode, I when I was rewatching part of it, I was like, oh yeah, this is like sort of expected. But it basically was just like a, vi- like a 20 minute long TV show of them filming the music video and then you'd watch the music video. Mm-hmm. But I loved it. I loved seeing how things were shot. I loved seeing how they had to practice the dances. They would always be like, have like sort of interviews intercut with the person in between. Um, and, and this was also one of the ways that music videos would be revealed. You, it was also interesting to see things that maybe were cut or weren't kept. And then of course on VH1, they had pop-up video. Now, had you seen pop-up video before? Yes. Now, now, 
Yeah. So my question is, was pop-up video like a program? Yes. Okay. So so I ju- I remember pop-up video, but it's one of those things that maybe I saw more as like something parodied than I saw the actual thing. Oh, probably, thing. yeah. Like, I don't have me- any memories of watching like an episode of pop-up video, but I remember it being a thing and I guess I just always assumed that it was like sometimes when you see a music video you'll see the pop-up video version of it um not something it was a program I'm pretty sure it like would have like a half hour block and they'd play yeah yeah and pop-up video was basically the same um experience as making the video in the sense that you got a bunch of facts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, like, the one that I, I um, linked here was for um, Wannabe by the Spice Girls. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that they talk about in here was um, that they try, you know, it looks like one continuous shot, but there are a couple of cuts. And they actually show you, like, they pop up when the cuts are. Yeah. Um, they don't do a good enough job of it, though. Oh, yeah, it's not like the coolest, but but think about this. It's 1998. Yeah, yeah. You know, the internet doesn't exist. Yeah. You're getting facts about a thing you otherwise would have no access to. Wikipedia doesn't exist. Yeah, yeah. But yes, you're right. It's a little bit clunky. It's a little bit clumsy. And also some of the facts are like not important. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I hate it, actually. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like, my, obviously, in 2020, my standards are very high for information and content. Mm-hmm. But I think even then, I thought uh, I thought of pop up video as something that was uh, obnoxious. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I understand that. Um. But yeah. So these are like the sort of things that are are um forming my ideas so now i'm gonna tell you like what i think of as like a standard music video Mm -hmm. um and then we will go from there on the many different uh flavors of this yes so one of the first this was clearly not the first music video i saw but when i think of a music video for a song that is generic i think Mm -hmm. of baby one more time by britney spears yes do you remember this music video or did you watch it yesterday I did watch it, and uh, I I just remember, like, images from it. I don't yes. really remember the video itself. Exactly. No, that's fine. So, Baby One More Time is, um, I think, pretty – the reason I think of it as standard is because it has a couple of things going on. Um, it's got a theme. Mm-hmm. So, the theme is school. Britney Spears is in high school. <laughs> yep. Um. It's got dancing, so not every mm-hmm. music video has to have dancing, but it has, you know, dance scenes intercut with stuff. And yeah. it sort of has um, a different section for each sort of verse chorus. Yes. So the first section is, you know, it's got a bit of a prologue. So mm-hmm. it's got Britney tapping, going like, um, yes. let me see if I can do it with this. Waiting for the bell to ring, yes. Yeah, waiting for the bell to ring, going with her yep. thing. The bell rings. Uh, the first note drops, and then she's dancing and singing in the hallway. There's intercut with her shots of her looking very sweet against the locker, you know, singing to the camera that way with her, like, books held up against her chest. Cut after the next verse. She's 
dancing after school with people, which seems like maybe weird, but maybe they're practicing for something. And uh, there's like a car for some reason. Um, She's wearing a sports bra, which was so controversial at the time. And then, uh, you know, you get to the end of that and you cut and now we're in the gym. There are people playing basketball. They're dancing on the basketball gym floor. Court. Court. Uh, yeah, the, the basketball court. Um, and then it's very dramatic. There's some flashing lights. And that's the end of the song. Yes. Theme, it's, scene, scene, scene. It, it, is, it is a performance of the song with a lot of choreography of dancers mm-hmm. and uh, a, just in an unusual setting uh, with enough variety, but there are, uh, it's still on theme. It's variations on a theme. Yeah. So it's all at school, but it's, it's all, it's <clears throat> also not just one location. It's inside, outside gymnasium. And also, um, there's not a plot. Right. Which there are plenty of music videos with plots, which we'll talk about. (laughs) Yes, but this is, we're talking about like a basic, an example of a basic music video. Yes. Which is of a type. And that sort of basic type, I would characterize as a performance of the song with dancing to dazzle you. Yes. And it's in a particular setting. Yes. Which is just like an excuse for, you know, a theme or an aesthetic or. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So that's what I think of as the standard. Yep. So now I'm going to go through these categories. (laughs) So I don't know. This is not a history podcast. No. I don't know anything about music videos and how they came to be over time. This is a personal podcast. But I do know that early on, people didn't know what the fuck they were doing. <laughs> I mean, it's like every art form, right? <laughs> it's There's just a lot of fumbling in the dark uh, at the beginning. And so the first category I have is old music videos. And when I say old, I think all of these are from, if not the 80s, then the very early 90s. And it's old music videos that don't make any damn sense. Mm-hmm. And the three music videos I have, one we've already talked about at length. Yep. Last Christmas. Of course. Um, we also have Total Eclipse of the Heart by Bonnie Tyler. And thank you, by the way, so much for including this video. Yeah. This is one of the few videos on your list that I was already familiar with. I was made familiar with it relatively recently. Uh-huh. Um by I think I don't remember how it came up, but it was our friend Andrew who was like, "Have you seen this video? No, okay, we have to watch it now." <laughs> Knowing Andrew, it might have been apropos of nothing, and that's <laughs> he fine was just by like me. thinking of it. Yeah, I love Andrew. It makes that's... me so sad I don't get to be around Andrew and just like like get to say things to him and have him like respond. <laughs> but this is truly, uh, I was very uh happy to see this at that that you put this category at the top of your list and the total eclipse of the heart was the first one i was like okay (laughs) we're gonna have a conversation like there there is something good in store because this video 
is uh bananas. Yeah, it's bananas and I I am happy to just go the rest of my life just kind of remembering that it exists every like two or three years and then watching it again and going like, oh my God, wow. So I I can't even summarize this video really, but Bonnie Tyler's walking through what seems to be a boarding school in a, in a dream state at night. Windows are flying open. There are schoolboys in school uniforms being very creepy with different colored eyes. There's ninjas at one point. Um... Lights are flashing. Um, there are curtains billowing. Uh, what am I missing? I mean, one million things, but that <laughs> it's not important that we cover them all. What's important is that there's just a bunch of imagery that yeah. doesn't seem like it goes together necessarily. No. The only thing, there is sort of a framework that all of that imagery is hanging on. Yes. And that is, as you said, the boarding school. Yes. And the most, in my opinion, the most arresting image is an image that is repeated, which is the boys of the boarding school in their preppy uniforms with glowing eyes. Yes. And when I say glowing eyes, I mean like it's as if their eyes were like cut out. (laughs) In like yeah. a magazine sort of way. And there's just a bright light like shining behind them. Yeah. That is like a little bit greenish. Yeah. Um, and it's very weird in a way that I think is frankly sick as hell. <laughs> yeah. Well, and and also she's um the lighting in this video, I think, is the only other thing sort of worth specifically mentioning, which is that mm-hmm. she's backlit a lot. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, with like some smoke. In a way that feels very of the time, but also is that sort of like you are in a, you know, of the time it was like you're in a spooky, ethereal, like, dreamscape. That was like a, like a, like a marker of that. And then how does the video end? The ending is genius. (laughs) The ending just solidifies the whole thing for me. When it's like, the ending is basically like... It's daytime now and outdoors, and it's as if that was all a dream, and this is not a dream. This is reality. And Bonnie Tyler is being introduced to a group of schoolboys. In a suit. She's wearing a suit. She's with what looks to be some kind of headmaster or something in a graduation yes. cap and gown. She has a mortarboard on. Yes. Um, which none of the boys do. So it doesn't appear to be like their graduation, but it's as if (laughs) it's as if she's like an investor or something. And she's like a benefactor. Yes. And she's being introduced to like the young crop of, and she's shaking hands with them and they're smiling at her. And then one of them has glowing eyes. And then she's like, wait, he like in her face the turnaround bright eyes of the end of the song. And then there's another one that does the same, but he doesn't have glowing eyes. (laughs) And then they all just walk past her and go inside while she lingers on the steps. Like, like horrified or something. And that decision to have the boys mouth those lyrics Mm -hmm. and the, recurrence of the glowing eyes and what appears to be the quote-unquote real world um it's just 
chef's kiss <laughs> i i i think it's genius yeah it's it's definitely a music video that like probably was really cool when it came out and then wasn't cool and now is cool again because it's just so out there yeah um so there's that mm-hmm. there's hello by lionel richie also on this list the section which i had not seen before i had N- seen it had I. but i had seen it memed so many times Oh, I, I'm not familiar with that. I have seen so many memes of Lionel Richie's face where it just says, like, hello. Oh, okay. And, uh, like, Paul F. Tompkins, I feel like, our buddy PFT, um, mm-hmm. friend of the pod. Uh, he doesn't know that, but he is. Um, I feel like has definitely made this joke. Um, mm. But, yeah, so, like, the premise of this music video is that, like, Lionel Richie is a professor of a drama class? Yeah. And then he proceeds to follow around singing, uh, but not actually interacting with his student who is blind. Yes. And is like, hello, is it me you're looking for? And it's so creepy because she can't see him, but he's just like creeping the fuck around. Yeah. And then how does it end, Will? It, It ends with she sculpted his head. Did she do a good job? She's, well, she's blind. I think she did a great (laughs) job for being blind. And she says to him, this is how I see you. And then she touches his face. Intimately. Yes. Which like, one, like, I feel like, is this appropriate because in the 80s? No. (laughs) It's not appropriate under any circumstances. It sucks horribly. It is the polar opposite of the previous video that we discussed. I just, I have so many questions. Why is his head so big? It's not proportionate. That's how she sees him. (laughs) I will say the, the way that they interacted at that part where they talk, where he goes, Oh, it's one. Like, cause he says, Oh, it's wonderful. Um, actually like the pacing of it and the, like the tone of their voices um, not like setting the scene tone reminded me a lot of an episode of Mr. Rogers Neighborhood huh? where um, somebody says, oh, hello, Mr. Rogers. Um, I'm just working on my sculpture here. And he'll say, oh, that's wonderful. Will you tell me about it? And um, like the it just I, I, I'm not sure if I can describe it any better than that. But like mm-hmm. there was a very specific way that people talked to each other in Mr. Rogers episodes. Right. And that's the way they're talking to each other. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> So that's I hated that video. (laughs) Sarah said, so Sarah told me that one and Mm. she said, I can't tell if it's good or bad. She just, which is to say that, I mean, and and I think this gets back to my point with something, why I like music videos. They are mesmerizing. Yeah. Where she is saying, I can't look away for this. And I don't, I don't have any words for it, except to say that when you're asking me about this, this is what comes up. Yeah. And, and and I think that one of the reasons that we're talking about music videos uh, and why we're interested enough to talk about them is because there is no space, in, there is no significant space in our culture for short films. Yes. Uh, and uh, music videos kind of fill that gap. Yes. 
And there, there is something that is like so uh, refreshing and and mesmerizing to use your word. I think you just used a moment ago, if I uh-huh. remember correctly. You did about like I can see this whole thing in like five minutes, mm-hmm. and and it's jam packed with you know, I, you 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 mentioned quick cuts earlier, like cinematic imagery. Mm-hmm. It's 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 got something special form wise. Yes. That uh that uh we don't otherwise see a lot. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Um I knew you said that they're like essentially short films, which brings me to one of my points about these movies, which about these these music videos, um, which we're gonna hit on a couple of different times throughout this, which is that a lot of music videos are trying to be movies in different ways. Right. So the next category and and with varying levels of success, which I'll I'll get to. So the next category I have is just music videos that are just extant movies compressed and remade by the band. Okay, so just two quick things. Yes. First is extant. Yes. Not extant. Oh, whatever. <laughs> and um, I the second is just because that's not a commonly used word. Yeah, I just want to make sure we're on the same page. What you now? I'm concerned that I'm using it wrong. What you mean when you say extant movies is you mean these are existing movies. Yes. These are not. These are not original. Yes. Yes. Okay. So we're okay. So we're on the same page. Okay. So yeah, maybe I could have just said existing. They're just existing movies, but I don't know. There's something about ex. What when I when I saw it in print, I thought maybe Liz means ersatz because <laughs> no, I have no mu- idea what some that music word means. some music videos are like ersatz movies, but no, you meant what you wrote that they're <laughs> that they're extant, meaning they're these are music videos that are just um doing a doing an homage to to a particular feature film. Yes. So um, the first is um, Cute Without the E Cut from the Team by Taking Back Sunday. Did you mm-hmm. watch this one? Yes. What is this? It's Fight Club. It's just Fight Club. Can I tell you I had seen this video hundreds of times before I ever saw Fight Club? Yes. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm not surprised. That that makes sense. That, that I, I didn't have that exact experience, but I've had one million experiences just like that one. <laughs> And then the second is um, the oh sorry one more thing about cute without the e which is that um, in this music video um, you know the band members are all in it and it's Adam Lazara and John Nolan who are playing the two protagonists and John Nolan is the one who uh, ends up being um, the true person <laughs> so to speak the Edward Norton yes the Ed Norton um, but in this version the people fighting are women. Uh-huh. Um, which I think is like, which was like a twist at the time. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like a take. I had um, never seen this before, but I understood it to be sort of a metaphor for, well, I think that they are probably singing about like getting their ass kicked emotionally. Yeah. By women. Yeah. <laughs> And yeah. so that's why a woman kicks his ass literally in the video. Yes. 
I will say just asterisks. Uh, when I say that I watched any of these, yeah, it was uh, late last night, and I watched um, most, if not all, of them um, on two times speed. Oh, that's uh, really fine on I, YouTube. I, no, no, no. I um, I, just I know wanna... it's fine. I just <laughs> want to tell you what a bizarre experience I had. <laughs> yeah, I'm and, just. And when I ask you that, I'm just trying to get a baseline for how much I need to really. And when I got to this particular category, and it was, as you said already, this video by Taking by Back Sunday and one by 30 Seconds to Mars, it took a turn into, I became seriously concerned that like, oh, this is going to be what the majority of this exercise is like <laughs> in the sense of like the type of bands and type of music that we're uh -huh. focusing on. No. And I was like, oh, I think like, sorry to say, but hopefully you see this the same way I do and you won't take any offense. I think that you listen to some shitty, shitty music yeah, uh -huh. <laughs> at that no. time. Not well, I, exclusively, but well, I also want to say that like to remember it in in ways that this this is foreign to me, and I'd like it to stay that way. Yeah. So the the other song on this list is "The Kill" by Thirty Seconds to Mars, and I just want to make it very clear that I don't like this song. <laughs> but you remember the video because I used to watch a lot of music videos all yes, the time. Right. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, this is knowledge I don't have for that reason. I did not know. The only thing I know about 30 Seconds to Mars is that that's the band Jared Leto is in. Yes. And he's an actor, starting with, by the way, the movie Fight Club. Yes. But their video is The Shining, which was more confusing to me than the Fight Club one, because <laughs> the Fight Club one is like, it's really obvious and watching it at, at two times speed at the beginning, I had to ask myself, like, wait, are they using actual shots from the actual movie? <laughs> right, and, yeah. And they, do, no. they do a pretty good job. I think that might be the best Taking Back Sunday music video. They do a pretty good job of it. Whereas this video for The Kill by 30 Seconds to Mars, I at the beginning, I was like, oh, I, I guess they're about to do The Shining. <laughs> but I, I had my doubts about it because it looked so little like The Shining. Well, and so it was the, just a big hotel. The other thing about the kill by Thirty Seconds to Mars, which they do, which they don't do in the Taking Back Sunday video, which is one part of the reasons. I mean, I just want to say I think both of these are silly. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I think that the the kill is sillier because they do this thing, which I think is usually bad in music videos, um, where they sort of intercut talking in between the song because they're just sort of making like a film they're like mm -hmm. trying they're like making a music video but they're like kind of making a short film yes i i generally i will say i generally don't like that very much yes i have a couple of specific i can think of at least right now one example i specifically think it works in but we'll, we'll get to that i don't like music videos to have any audio that i wouldn't hear listening to the song normally Yes. That's just my personal preference. Yes. I think that most of the time I agree with that. Um, okay. With, again, with some exceptions. Um, so, yeah. So, those are the two. I think it is also worthwhile to pick, to point out that um, I texted you a still from The Kill after last week's episode. Had no context for it prior to seeing this video last night. And I realize now that you didn't. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
So do you want to explain the joke I, I sent you, the very good joke I sent you? Yeah, well, last last week on the podcast, we talked about some obscure Marvel characters uh, be, uh, because we were talking about Telltale. Mm-hmm. And um, I brought up uh, Morbius the Living Vampire. And I explained that this was a real Marvel character who was a Spider-Man villain who was being played in a movie, not a Spider-Man movie. He's not the villain of the movie. It's his own movie about Morbius and he's played by Jared Leto. And I said, this is a real movie. You can watch the trailer for it even. And then later you did. (laughs) And you clocked that there's a shot in the trailer where Jared Leto is wearing a tuxedo that looks just like the outfit that Jared Leto wore in this particular music video. Yeah, it's got it's a not, white tie on a white yes. shirt with a black tux. A white bow tie. Yes, a white bow tie yes. specifically. Yeah. It's not just like a gen- generic tuxedo, which would be like, that's not a true coincidence. Yeah. It's like a very specific. <laughs> <laughs> like, it just looks like he's, and, and Morbius too, like, has really long hair and a long beard. So it just looks like dude hasn't, like, gotten a haircut since yes. that he shot that music video. Yes, it looks just looks like he got older and got ill. And never changed. So my his my, outfit. I I don't think I've mentioned this yet on this season because it's happened in between. But I'm um I'm a mentor in the AWP's writer to writer program mm-hmm. right now, and my mentee Auden, uh, I talk to every day, and they I think uh really like Thirty Seconds to Mars as like a problematic fave. I think they feel mm. pretty complicated about it, or maybe mm. they don't, and they just are like know that they're gonna get shit for it, <laughs> but um. I said to them, I was like, hey, uh, have you seen this Morbius trailer? And they were like, uh, no. And I was like, okay, watch it. So uh, <laughs> they watched it and then they texted me, okay, send me your inevitable Jared Leto joke. And I just sent them the two pictures. <laughs> yeah. And they were like, oh my God. And I was like, it's the same outfit. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I have to give a little credit where credit is due uh, watching this music video. Um, when the two Jared Lettles are facing off with each other mm-hmm. and one of them is like pinning the other one against the wall and mm-hmm. they're like singing the lyrics of the song yeah. <laughs> at each other. Mm-hmm. Um, that was kind of hot. <laughs> oh my God. It was. And you know what? I don't even think Jared Leto's that hot, but that was so hot. It's a charged like, moment. <laughs> I was like, are they going to kiss? Yeah. <laughs> Every time I see it. Yeah. Um. Okay. So there's that. That's that category. And also, Goslings, if you have additions, please let us know and we will add them to this list because I love the idea of categorizing music videos this way. We will add it to old business in the future. (laughs) Yes. The next category is music videos that are remakes of the artist's previous music video. Mm -hmm. And the first two on these I have are by Amy Mann. And I actually only know about this because um, Carmen Maria Machado has a chapter on these two videos in... um, in uh in the dream house mm-hmm. which you absolutely should read i finished yeah. it and it's fucking incredible i will um but the two vo- the two um videos are voices carry which the reason that she brings that up in the book is because she did a lot of research on domestic violence in lgbtq especially lesbian couples um because there just really isn't a history of that especially because um even within the lgbt community a lot of that has been sort of suppressed because um 
because that group of people was trying to get rights, they were trying to suppress any sort of bad press, of so course. to speak. Yeah. Um, but for somebody who was experiencing domestic abuse um, as a queer person, she it took her a long time in part because she had no um, reference point. Uh-huh. And when she was doing her research, she found out that Voices Carry by Amy Mann, which is a, a song about um, somebody being abusive, originally had female pronouns. Mm. Could I issue a very superficial correction? Yes, of course. Uh, Voices Carry by Till Tuesday. Sorry, you're right. By Till Tuesday, which was her band. Let me fix that. And uh, I was already familiar with these two videos. Um, Much like your experience of uh, seeing Taking Back Sunday's video before ever seeing Fight Club, the movie... (laughs) I saw the video for Labrador, Labrador before seeing the old Till Tuesday video. So I just thought it was funny that John Hamm was in it. And, well, and then so- I didn't really appreciate it until I went back and watched the old video. I was already familiar with these. This is the second thing that I was extremely glad to see you include in your uh, document. And I just saw these like literally this Sunday, which was part Mm. of it i Mm. showed them both to kenny kenny did not recognize so the beginning of labrador starts with john ham being like the director of the music video and basically a little bit like a parody of making the video yes and he's basically saying like yeah you know i made this great video like this is the concept we're just gonna do a shot for shot remake of voices carry and amy man's like i had nothing to do with this i didn't want to do it i thought it was a bad idea i mean it's very funny yes um kenny did not recognize john ham she has a history of doing stuff with comedy people do you know this yes because well like ted leo's in that music video too yeah um there is a um i think the uh, hearing stories told by the likes of Paul F. Tompkins. Yes. I think the venue was called uh, Largo, but now they call it the old Largo. Yeah. Um, and uh, I guess it was both a music and a comedy venue. Mm-hmm. And so I guess a lot of uh, musicians and comedians like spark friendships in that setting. And yes, the, the, the one that really seems to persist uh, a lot publicly today is uh amy mann and all these like alt comedy people (laughs) yes absolutely Um, videos that she's done with like tim heidecker and Mm -hmm. like uh you know people you wouldn't necessarily expect to see (laughs) yeah (laughs) if you know who they are so yeah they're both they're both really good um the second one's really funny the other one on here is blink 182 which i know you don't like but um yeah, the what's I was definitely not familiar with this. So what's what's my age again? Um, was one of their songs, and the music video for that was pretty iconic for the time, which was them, the three of them running through a town naked, um, um, streaking, and then the cuts to them when they're playing their instruments, sort of in like a white backed studio, also naked, but with like their guitar and bass and drums covering their privates, and um, they recently came out with a song. Um, like within the past two or three years called she's out of her mind um and that for the music video for that song they recreated it almost shot pretty much shot for shot but with three women um doing everything mm-hmm. and it's i i don't want to talk too much about this except for the fact that she's out of her mind is catchy as hell mm-hmm. um but it is sort of like 
um, like a motif or a or a symbol of everything wrong with the genre. <laughs> <laughs> like the chorus is, um, uh, I'm in love with this girl, but she's out of her mind. Whoa. And um, just like the sort of like trope of this, like being in love with this girl that's crazy. And like, yeah. um, it's like not great. Um, yeah. And I remember thinking, this song would have just passed right by me when I was younger, but not now. Mm -hmm. um, but it is interesting to see the videos side by side. <laughs> yes. They've made some updates. So like in um, in What's My Age Again, there's a man sitting outside of like a thrift store watching the band perform on like a small TV. And it, yes. she's out of her mind. It's like on an iPad. Yes. So the next category is the dancing music videos. And, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of these music videos that I've just talked about, not the ones I've just talked about that we're talking about today are going to have some dancing in them, but these are music videos that really focus fully on dancing as like the main thrust of the yep. music video. Yep. Um, so there's chandelier by Sia, which again, mesmerizing, completely mesmerizing. Um, single ladies by Beyonce, you know, for a long time, it was like people doing the single ladies dance, mm -hmm. like uh, call your boyfriend by Robin. Same thing where it's just Robin in like a big warehouse with all these flashing lights and she's dancing. Um, Lose Control by Missy Elliott. So Missy Elliott always has like incredible dancing in her music videos, but Lose Control. Um, and you know, I mean, maybe you, I think, you know, I don't know if our Goslings do. Elliott's named after Missy Elliott. That's why yep. Elliott has two L's and two T's. Yeah. And part of the reason I love Missy Elliott so much is because she's so fucking weird. Like mm -hmm. she's so weird and this music video is like a great example of that where it's got sierra in it and the beat like the 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 beat in the background is just like it i mean this is part of the song but it just like is like grinding your brain open but you like can't look away and she's like like emerging from the dirt and then all of a sudden they're dancing in like a saloon for some reason and then they're also in these like blue sweatsuits it's just it's so cool <laughs> yeah i i'm yeah we're on the same page definitely because i i only got through maybe like half of what you put here mm -hmm. uh going through them on two times speed last night but i got this far and a little farther and um uh it was obvious to me that this video was the best out of all the ones that i was watching Oh yeah, you think so? In, yeah, yeah. I in in my opinion, yes. I, I thought, oh well, this one seems like a cut above the rest. It's, I mean, and, and a lot of her videos are like that. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, they're just like you can't, you just can't look away. And that video also ends with a n different song, so mm -hmm. it ends with a part of a different song from her album with Tommy Lee Jones and her like sort of dancing. They're very clearly on wires because they're sort of hopping against gravity. Mm -hmm. They come out of these tubes almost like, and the the way that the music sounds, it almost sounds like it's a Mario game. Yeah. Like they're coming out of a warp pipe. So yeah, that that song, I mean, my, my best friend Chad and I would just watch that music video and over and over again. The last two um, of this list, Weapon of Choice by Fatboy Slim, 
do you know do, did you get to see this one yes did you know this one this has christopher walken in it yes. doing this dance where he's just in a suit sitting there and he's in, in an empty hotel and he does this dance and then all of a sudden he's like flying through the hotel yeah. kenny loves this music video because yeah. he loves christopher walken it's excellent um and this is just again this is like this i see as being like really really iconic like they yeah, did this yeah. music video once and nobody ever has to do it again <laughs> Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I just want to say real quick, we're still in the dancing category. Yes. While you're technically not wrong, I think that this video is in the wrong category. And I think that there's a category missing from your list unless oh, yeah? it's there and I haven't seen it. What do you which think? The category is like the the music, the hook of the music video is there's a celebrity in it. Oh, there's yeah. Like, there's one or more famous actors who have nothing to do with the song or the band or the musician. And like, that's like as good as the dance is, it's not like the others in this category. Like the thing is that Christopher Walken is the person doing this dance. You know, I don't know if I have any other celebrity music videos on this list. I do. You do. You do. It's in a fine category where it is right now. Uh-huh. I, I wouldn't move it, but I would okay. say it's in multiple categories. Okay. And we'll, we can get to it later. So hopefully. yeah, let's keep, let's keep this. Oh, I see one, but you're right. Okay. So let's keep this. Let's keep that in mind then. Yep. Um, because this list is very long. Um, and then Rock DJ, which is a song I had forgotten about and is so silly. Um, but as a t- child, this music video scared the shit out of me. Which is Robbie Williams, who I believe is British, is dancing at a roller rink and there's a DJ. And as the song progresses, he is trying to get the attention of the DJ. And so he takes off his um, shirt and then he takes off his pants and then he takes off his underwear, still not doing anything. So he begins to strip his skin off. And then the girls love it. (laughs) And then he starts stripping his muscles off. And he's throwing like chunks of bloody muscles at these girls and they're just eating it up. And then finally he's a skeleton and he's dancing with the DJ. <laughs> I saw this for the first time last night. Oh my uh, God. Were you so surprised? Speed. I hated it <laughs> and I want to move on. <laughs> I also just want to say like, I also hated it as a um, youth. It really scared me. Um, mm-hmm. And the song itself I now see as being scary and I don't remember it being, or as, as silly, and I don't remember it as being silly as a youth. The reason I wanted to put it on here is because I feel like this takes does, I think it flips something. It takes an expectation of what you're expecting from a dancing music video and just rips it, literally. <laughs> the top comment on this YouTube video is a lot of 2000s kids confronting their childhood trauma right here. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. The next category is music videos that involve heists. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're not going to stick around this too long, but I think it's interesting that both The Reason by Hoobastank and Ocean Avenue by Yellow Card um, are both um, dealing with showing you how somebody is pulling off, stealing something and getting away with something. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because why is that a trope? But it's because... Again, the genre of a music video is short enough that you can do this weird little thing and you don't really mm-hmm. have to explain it like you would in Ocean's Eleven. Right. Um, the next is music videos that are actually a whole movie. So these are either things that were 
um, you know, full musicals, full movies, or like really like the length, like not just like a single music video. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have Lemonade by Beyonce, which is, um, I think the most, <laughs> this is maybe, um, this is maybe, uh, controversial, the most successful. I think it's like the most cohesive and the most interesting. <laughs> mm-hmm. You have Tommy by the, huh? I don't expect that to be controversial. Okay. <laughs> You have Tommy by the Who, which is, of course, also like a musical. Which is a classic example of something that I only knew as a some as a parody. Oh, yeah. I, not the original mm-hmm. because of a cartoon called Home Movies that was on oh, Adult right. Swim. Yeah. And they um, they did a lot of parodies because it was a cartoon about kids making their own little movies Mm-hmm. And basically all their stuff was like a parody of a real movie. Mm-hmm. And there's one time where they do like a rock opera and it's called like, it's called Timmy. <laughs> I was familiar with Timmy before I knew that it was based on Tommy. I definitely knew some um, songs from Tommy and then Kenny showed me the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, there's The Wall by Pink Floyd, which is just fucking weird. There's um, Interstellar 4-5, which Kenny just told me recently that's how you pronounce that. It's it's written Interstellar. Interstellar. Inter- oh, did I put the R on? Kenny just corrected me. It's Interstellar 4-5. Um, it's written Interstellar with four fives in a row, like 5,555. But apparently that's not how it's pronounced. Um, by Daft Punk, which um, is Kenny's uh, favorite uh thing he loves daft punk um and this is um where one more time comes from um it's got like a whole thing with aliens uh it's it's good it's definitely fun and then i i included this one here because i didn't know where else to put it which is um happy by pharrell when it first came out had a website that was 24 hours of happy which is not online anymore as far as i can tell um where he literally filmed 24 hours of footage for this song where when you went onto the website um the song would play with people dancing and then it would sort of be quiet for like a minute and shift to a different scene and then there'd be another set of people dancing but for 24 hours Mm -hmm. um which was the first quote the first 24 hour music video um and then of course there was the you know the version of just him singing it um which is what you can find on youtube now um i mean I mean, sort of like one of those things where, well, we did that. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I don't have any recollection of that. Um, it was wild when it came out because you'd go to the website and you basically would never see the same thing twice unless you went on at exactly the same time. Uh-huh. So then you also have music videos that are trying to be a short film, but I don't think that they're necessarily succeeding. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So the first one I have on here is Telephone, which is by Lady Gaga featuring Beyonce. So this is like a song that now the video is like way longer than the song. There's like title cards, um, all those sorts of things. Um, this is like sort of fun, but like I don't – I just don't think it's like really doing it for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you have Thriller by Michael Jackson, which is classic. Of course. But then you have what I think is the most successful, like, there is a plot to this sort of thing, which is the song, the music video for the song I'm Not Okay by My Chemical Romance, 
Were you familiar with this? Have you seen this? No, and I'm looking at it right now, and I hate that I have to see it. Oh, no, it's very funny, Will. Okay. So the song, which is just like a, like a fun, like, pop punk song, um, is on top of um, what is not a movie or a short film, but is the trailer for a fake movie. Yes. And I think that this did something that none of these other things did, which is they said, well, instead of trying to fit a movie into a music video, what is the same size as a music video? A trailer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we, I, I like My Chemical Romance um, a lot now, um, but I felt like I couldn't like them in high school because people would have made fun of me. But this I was allowed to like because of how funny this music video is. And this music video, I mean, like, the it just hits. Like, it hits every, like, trailer, um, like, movie about being in a high school beat. Um, and it's very, it's, um, it's just so good. It's so funny. It really just succeeds. It succeeds in all of the ways that those other things that are trying to be movies fail. All right. I'm going to take your word for it. So, the... I, the next category I have um, is ca- – it fits in a lot of things that, like, I um, felt like I didn't totally know where to put them otherwise. Um, but I thought that they were all good in their own way. And that category is music videos that utilize the genre to show art things that you couldn't really do in another medium. Mm-hmm. Um. So these are things that are, like, using the short medium to do something that I don't really think could live anywhere else. At least not um, for that long, you know? Mm-hmm. So I have Taylor Swift style by Taylor Swift on here, which is not, like, I don't love Taylor Swift. I don't, I understand that people do, and I don't think that they're wrong, and I understand that people don't, and I don't think that they're wrong either. Um, I think that she makes pretty good pop music but it's i know that it can be complicated this music video was one that really mesmerized me because there's a lot of um playing of like layering of video on top like of images on top of each other Mm -hmm. so there's these just like beautiful images of like her in like profile with like smoke like coming up the inside of her neck into her head Mm -hmm. or like a forest like growing in like the like, in her back as she, like, turns slowly. And there's a lot of, like, her and the male protagonist of the movie, like, holding mirrors in certain ways. Yeah. Um, Which I think are all really beautiful images um, that I'm not sure could really, like, because of the movement being necessary to what the image is doing, I'm not sure that you could really do that in another genre besides, like, some sort of, like, I guess, like, loop of an art film that's playing in a museum. You know what I mean? Sure. Um, so there's that. There's somebody that I used to know by Gautier, which, do you remember this music video? I feel yes, like you should have been around for this. I was around for this. I do remember this video. I remember not liking it. Oh, why? Uh, just something uh, aesthetically repulsive about <laughs> him and his face. Oh my God, Will. So the thing that this music video is doing is that it has Gautier and Kimbra and they are um, 
naked and they're in front of a wall and they're being painted so that they match up with the wall, but it's time lapse. So they're, he's singing and then it cuts to them, um, slowly painting across his body. And then, um, finally he's full against the wall and he matches the wall. And then Kimber comes in for her verse and she's already painted in the wall. And when her, after her verse is done, she goes back and becomes unpainted. Um, and it's a, it's a sort of like, it's the first time and the only time I've seen like, um, sort of stop frame type animation done on like living human bodies. Um, Mm. and I don't like, that's not something, you know, I think it took them like 12 hours to film this. Like you really can't do, when I say like, you couldn't do this in another medium, like you can't do this for longer than this amount of time. (laughs) It's because it's not practical. Uh, yeah. I might try to expand your horizons a little bit in the future. Oh my God, Will, that, (laughs) Will, that, (laughs) that was so condescending. Yeah, I'm I'm sorry. I just, I just, (laughs) I hear what you're saying, but like, I think that media are not as limited as your characterizing them necessarily and mm-hmm. like for example there's a mo- there's a feature film called loving vincent mm-hmm. Are you, have you heard of this no it's about vincent van gogh um the entire movie is hand-painted images oh okay so it's like you know that's like a form of stop motion kind of uh-huh um, but you know, it's not specifically the living bodies thing that you're talking about, but like lots of things take a lot of time. Well, yeah. And, and of course, and, like you have like, you know, the nightmare before Christmas, which took right an insane amount of time. I'm not saying that it can't be done in general. I'm just saying that like something like this, where you have a living body that's having to stand still and mm-hmm. not move. Yeah. Um, no, I haven't I t- seen. I totally take your point, and I'm I'm sorry I said something so condescending. I no, just... it's fine. <laughs> I expand my horizons. I just I almost I could hear you saying like "little girl" after it, and 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 that doesn't uh, and that's that's not desirable to me. I know, I know you love me, and I know you weren't trying to be condescending. Yeah, I just I don't. I don't I don't I I I take your point. I just I don't necessarily I wouldn't arrive at it the same way as you. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Um the next one I have on this list is the very classic Take on Me, um which does of course the thing where it switches in between um them being in the comic book where they're animated and not animated back and forth. Yep. Um, you know, something that just doesn't, you know, I think they have done this in movies since then, but I just think that it you don't yeah. really need to see it forever. You need to see it for like three minutes. Yeah. Um, we have Reptilia by The Strokes, which is a music video I love. This is a music video that I feel like really just understands the genre. It focuses on each of the um, members of the band doing their music thing. So it looks at them, their their um, their hands when they're playing their instruments. It looks at their faces. It looks at them right behind the shoulder. Um, and then it puts them sort of in like a Brady Bunch grid. Um, I think it's like sort of a simple music video, but I just, again, remember it being really mesmerizing when it was out because you would watch each part move and there's a build. The reason it works for this song specifically is there's a build at the end where, 
um, each instrument starts and adds to the next one. And so the way that they represent that on the screen is literally showing you one and then showing you the next one being added to it and then showing the next one and then the last one. Does that make sense? Yes. And I feel like Sia is really known for chandelier, which I do have in the dancing category. Are you familiar with the video for Elastic Heart? No. So this video has Shia LaBeouf in it. I've heard of this, but I haven't seen it. It's got Shia LaBeouf in it, and it's got um, the same girl who's Maddie uh, Ziegler from Chandelier. Uh And they're in a cage, a giant like bird cage. And it really, it almost could go in the dancing category because it's just this very specific choreographed dance. And Kenny said to me, well, like, why is this going into this? Like, they're utilizing the genre to show art things you couldn't really do in another medium. And I was like, because I don't think that this would work on the stage because you really do have to follow those pe- these people around in very specific ways in this cage in a way that I don't think you could do if you were seeing it live. Um, but I think you also do need the music with this dance specifically. I also think it is telling a story, but not in like a plot sense. I think it's sort of telling an emotional story. Um, and this also is doing something which, you know how I said there are some exceptions to like um, things in the music video that aren't actually in the song. Mm-hmm. The music video is long because the song ends and it's silent, but the mu- the, the but um the music video is still happening, where um she's trying to pull Shia LaBeouf out of the cage, and they're basically trying to like leave this like so- I mean this is also very Ashley Sugar Notch and the Wolf. My book <laughs> is like very much like I saw this music video and I was like this is it. Um, but she's trying to pull him out of the cage and he can't get out. Um, and she's screaming, trying to get him out and he gives up at the end, but it's dead silent when that's happening. And that's something that I feel like is you really feel that silence, um, when you've just been listening to the music first, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And then we have the arcade fire, which this is when Kenny told me about, which I had forgotten about. Do you know about this? Uh, I think I've seen this, but I don't know about the interactive element. So for the Sprawl 2 Mountains Beyond Mountains, they had an interactive video that used Flash and used your webcam. And basically, if you were dancing, it would um, progress forward. And if you stopped, it was sort of like glitch. And so you had to keep dancing to progress forward in the the video part of the song. Mm -hmm. Um, But also a thing that, you know, we're going to lose when we lose Flash. Yes, of course, as we discussed. Um, And also something that I'm not, um, you know, I think is very specific to this genre. Which part? Like the idea that um, you're like you you can't dance in front of a a computer for more than three minutes before you get tired. Like you're not going to do that for like a whole movie or for 20 minutes or for Uh a whole game of something, you know, unless it's like a very short sort of like game that repeats like tetris or something like dance dance revolution you know right now we have a bunch of like weird little categories <laughs> music videos that are literal i know i feel like we've talked a lot of shit about Coldplay, haven't we i i certainly have <laughs> yeah so there's the scientist which do you remember the the sort of premise of the scientist 
Yeah, I remember this video and this song more than most that you have brought to my attention. Uh, it's backwards. It's just it's watching. It's played backwards, so it's in. Well, that's not how do how do you describe it? Well, the video. Yeah. It it's uh, yeah it's re- it's reversed. It's rewinding, sort yeah. of. And so the idea is that, uh, Chris Martin. I think that's right. Is literally going back to the start. Yeah. Which I originally had this written down as back to the start. And Kenny was like, it's called The Scientist. And I was like, mm-hmm. okay. And then the second one was one that you sent me that I had seen but completely forgotten about. Yeah, this is the last one I sent you. And it's not Vance Joyce. It's Vance Joy. Oh, sorry. That's okay. <laughs> the song is called Riptide. Yes. And I don't know how I came across this. I think maybe it was just something that YouTube recommended to me one time. I hear the song on the radio constantly. Well, the th- well, the th- reason I'm saying it this way is because I think I saw, I think this first time I saw the video was the first time I heard the song. Oh, the, okay. The, I think the two are like linked in that way in my mind. And I remember sharing this with friends and going like, this is interesting. What does this remind you of? Wes Anderson. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you have it in this category that you call literal, and I can see why that's true to some extent. It's like the visuals will like show you an image right when a lyric that will correspond to that image yes. is happening in the song. But also it's shot in a way that seems like Anyone who's familiar with Wes Anderson is going to make that connection. Yeah. With like the close-ups, the costumes, just the colors. The coloring, The general aesthetic. And then not only that, but like how familiar are you with the lyrics to this song? Uh, Pretty familiar because I hear it on the radio all the time. Because do you know how the second verse goes? I think it's the the second Um, verse. It goes, there's this movie that I think you'll like. Yes. Yeah. This guy decides to quit his job and head to New York City. Yeah. This cowboy is running from himself. She's been living on the highest shelf. Uh-huh. And wh- what is... And obvious. I mean, I don't know how other people's brains work, but the way mine works, obviously, is I hear those lyrics and I go like, okay, is there a real movie he's talking about? And if yeah. so, what is it? Uh-huh. And you know what I think it is. I don't it- want to sound dumb. Is no, I mean you couldn't, but it's okay if you don't. <laughs> is it the go. Royal Tenenbaums? Yeah, it, yeah, yeah okay. isn't it? I think so. Yeah, because like the music video looks like Wes Anderson, uh-huh. and like all those things describe the Royal Tenenbaums. Luke, yeah. Will, Luke Wilson quits his job. He heads right. to New York City. Owen Wilson is the cowboy. Yes, he is running from himself, and Gwyneth Paltrow is the woman sitting on the highest shelf. Mm-hmm. And that music video, too, is, again, just mesmerizing. Because once you mm-hmm. figure out the the conceit, mm-hmm. uh, you just are like, you can't look away. It's fun. Yeah. Um, the next category is music videos that spatially alter your understanding. I maybe need to reword that. Basically, these are music videos that are specifically um, dealing with space. Mm-hmm. So 
The first one I have on there is Right Right Now Now, which I had trouble finding last night, by the way. It's like Mm. not the most interesting Beastie Boys video, but I remember it so specifically because they filmed it in the middle of Times Square. Mm -hmm. Um, You can see like a poster for uh, Team America, that Mm. puppet movie. Yeah. (laughs) And what they, it was filmed with these cameras on these tracks around where they were and so they're rapping to the cameras but in different spots and there are times when they like for example will all jump up and then the camera will move around them right um and i just remember thinking this is so cool (laughs) right yeah i've i've never seen this before but i'm seeing it now and um it really makes it look like they're using a green screen Yes. Like it really looks like they're not really there. But then also there are times where they will cut to like an aerial wide shot uh-huh. where it plainly looks like they are there and they did re- they did really film it there. I feel like this was a video I at the time saw, not like a making of the video, but like some sort of um, additional video that explained how they made it. and Some behind the scenes. Yeah. Um, the other video here then is Virtual Insanity by Jamiroquai, where he's in a room wearing a fuzzy hat and the room is moving in such a way that he looks like he's sliding. But really what they're doing is they're manipulating the room and he's sort of st- the still one. Mm. Um, which they also did a similar thing, which I did not put here in the video for Bye Bye Bye, where they're in a room that's rotating. And so, you know, mm. the camera's staying in the same spot. But suddenly it looks like they're leaning or hanging off of a wall. Mm-hmm. OK Go gets their own category. Yep. <laughs> they're known for their elaborate music videos. The first, the sort mm-hmm. of first one was Here It Goes Again, where they were dancing on treadmills. And then I feel like they were like, oh, shit, we have to do this every time. Um, <laughs> the other real noticeable one is This Too Shall Pass, which is a Rube Goldberg machine, mm-hmm. um, which is incredibly timed. I mean, there's a mm-hmm. part where the music cuts out and there's a fork on a arm that hits glasses of water that have been tuned and it plays the notes in the order and to the mm-hmm. tempo. I mean, it's just, it's wild. Yeah. Um, there's music videos as revenge. Um, so there's Tunuk Tunutun, which is by Dollar Men- Mendy, who is an Indian artist. Okay. He was known, so we, I knew that about this music video because it just became sort of like a viral thing when I was in high school. Mm. Um, it's just this dude with this like terrible CGI um dancing and like talking to himself there's like multiple copies of himself wearing like different colored clothes and um later i learned that he was a pretty popular um dude in india and he was criticized for his songs only being popular because he had beautiful women in them so he literally wrote and released this song with only himself to prove that he was just as popular (laughs) without any beautiful women (laughs) That's that's funny. I've never heard of this before, but that's a funny story. Um, and uh, yeah. And then when you watch the video, he's just this jolly motherfucker. Like, <laughs> it's yeah, so good. Um, the other one is this Hollaback looks like Girl. A great time. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> isn't it such a good video? Yeah, I like it so far. Yeah, I'm gonna enjoy that later. Um, the other one is Hollaback Girl by Gwen Stefani, which that song and video are revenge because I guess at some point, um. Courtney Love was being interviewed and she said, you know, I don't just want to be a cheerleader like Gwen Stefani. Mm-hmm. And Gwen Stefani said, oh, you think I'm a cheerleader? Then I'll make a video. And so the the whole concept of the video is that she's like um, a cheerleader and or marching band leader. Uh-huh. 
a problematic video from a problematic time period for Gwen Stefani because she had her, like, Asian entourage that were not allowed, even though they could all speak English, they were not allowed to speak English. It was very uh, weird, like, um, exoticism. and Jesus. You, yeah, it's, it's like, it's very gross. And even at the time, people were like, this is gross, right? They, it was like they were accessories, these four Japanese mm. girls. Okay. Um, but uh, that said, uh, this shit is bananas, B-A-N-A-N-A-S. I just remember that as a moment from The Office. <laughs> there's a, mo- there's like a, mo- a talking head with Kelly. Yeah. Where she says, this day is bananas. She sings it. This day yeah. is bananas. <laughs> yeah, of course. Of course, it would be Kelly singing that. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, of course, music videos as parody. So I have um, two by Weird Al on here, Amish Paradise and Smells Like Nirvana. Those are my two favorite. Um, but then there's also one that you were very glad that I put on here, which yes. is Hopeless Wanderer by Mom- my Mumford and Sons. This is the third and probably final thing that I was very glad that you included because you reminded me of it. And I'm mm-hmm. disappointed in myself that I didn't think of it when you just raised the general topic of music videos. I love this video so much. And this is the second thing which falls into that category that I proposed yes. earlier, which is the hook of the video is we have one or more celebrities. And um, it's honestly, it's perfect for a number of reasons, but but it's worth mentioning, in my opinion, one reason why it's perfect is because it is Mumford and Sons and because I don't think of Mumford and Sons as a group that would do this. I <laughs> yes. think I think of them as the opposite. And so <laughs> to find out that Mumford and Sons have enough of a sense of humor to do this. Yeah. Where basically uh, it looks just as if it's a, a typical music video of of the band but then uh, the more you see of them, the more you realize that the four guys in the video are Jason Bateman, Jason Sudeikis, Will Forte, and Ed Helms. Yes. <laughs> and uh, there's just some really great escalation to the comedy in this video where it yes. just gets bigger, broader, funnier, and funnier. And I just got to call out the one moment where it's a close-up on the clinking glasses. Yes. Two big glass, like beer steins being like cheersed. Uh-huh. And as, as soon as they do, they just explode. It's just, <laughs> just both of the glasses just shatter to a million pieces. My, my favorite part of one of my favorite videos. I, um, I love this music video. I think it also, you're right, like the escalation, the the way that it plays with genre. I think it's also worth pointing out. I think it's particularly perfect that they picked the song Hopeless Wanderer, uh-huh. which like there are many, Mumford and Sons is a very specific genre that I, I really enjoy, mm-hmm. but Hopeless Wanderer sounds like a fake name of a Mumford and Sons, mm, yes. Sons song. Right. So right. the fact that they chose one that sound that was so like um almost cliche within their own genre of their yeah. own band. Right. And I think that this is a good song. Oh, it's a that, very good song. Yeah, which otherwise I like never would have given the time of day. But uh-huh. I like really like this song thanks to this video. Yes. Um, Kenny and I, I just cried. We cried when the song came out. The music video for the song came out. We were so happy. It's the best. The next category I have is music videos with terrible CGI. Yes. <laughs> from a, a lot of these are from a very specific time period. One is not. 
<laughs> oh, interesting. I like that. So I have In the End by Linkin Park, which has some weird like goddess statue that grows. Um, cool. Bring Me to Life by Evanescence, where they're in like um, an apartment building, like in a city, but then she's like <laughs> crawling up the side of that building and that is all CGI and it looks like a PlayStation 1 video or a PlayStation uh, yeah. 2 game. Right. Um, and it, then, Yeah, it does look like Final Fantasy in the era <laughs> of like, number seven yeah and just like gritty and like it's not gritty in a cool way it's gritty and like uh, i can't really tell what's going on way yeah yeah it's gross <laughs> it's very muddy there's um blue by eiffel 65 which kenny pointed out to me and i was like what song is this he was like um <laughs> i'm blue abadiba dubai and i was like oh he was like what other song what would it, what else would they name that song and i was like um I'm blue. If you had said mm -hmm. I'm blue, I would have known what it is. Yes. But yeah, this has like these really terrible like um, aliens <laughs> in mm -hmm. a spaceship. It's mm -hmm. so bad. Yeah. Um, it looks like Reboot. Do you remember Reboot? Yes, I do. I never it, watched it, but I remember it anyway. Uh, yeah, it looks like it looks almost exactly like Reboot. I watched it. It sure briefly. does. Kenny watched it a lot. But then you have, um, but all of these are, you know, from a time, you know, they're from like early 2000s. And I love, and I love this time, by the way. Like, oh, yeah. I really enjoy in a, in my own uh, detached, ironic way. I really love m media that looks like this. That's just so, <laughs> so shitty. Feed me a whole playlist of videos like this one that I'm seeing right now, please, if you can. So the last one on this list came out in 2010. Mm -hmm. And it's Miracles by Insane Clown Posse, which yeah. I have as Magical Miracles. That was the name of the um, SNL parody song. But I, oh. it's they're, they're both. It's all, Miracles is almost like beyond parody. Do you know the song Miracles? Um, not by name. I might know it if I heard it. Let me look up the lyrics to this song. This is one of the funniest songs I've ever heard. I'm experiencing so, a little bit of it now in my headphones. So it's this song um, where Insane Clown Posse talks about miracles, but they're not really miracles. They're just like things. <laughs> yeah, I think maybe I... I saw a bit of this and couldn't believe it was real and thought <laughs> it was a funny joke. Like, um, like the, the sort of like pinnacle of this song is like, they're like, they're talking about things like, like Niagara Falls and the pyramids, everything yeah. you believed in as kids, fucking rainbows after it rains. There's enough miracles here to blow your brains. But then the Th that's amazing. You picked out the exact lyrics at the exact <laughs> moment I was experiencing that exact part of the video. That's incredible. So the the pinnacle of this this miracle is it's as if they know they anticipate that we're going to be like these aren't miracles. There's science for this because at one point he just goes water, fire, air, dirt, fucking magnets. How do they work? And I don't want to talk to a scientist. Your motherfucker's lying and get me pissed. <laughs> Yeah, I think I've seen all this on Twitter and thought that it was someone's joke, joke version of a real thing. This seems incredibly good, and I it's, look forward to enjoying more oh of this gosh. later. Please, please watch it. And but the, but again, the CGI, mm -hmm. terrible. Yes, two thousand ten. Will 
uh, yeah, this is unique. This is, this is, I take back everything I said earlier about goatee, the Gautier video and, and this is truly unique. There is nothing else like this in any media. This could only be itself. And, um, yeah, frankly, fuck me for (laughs) suggesting that I could expand your horizons when clearly... Love you. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to make you feel no, bad about no, that. No, you you are expanding my horizons <laughs> in ways that have made me truly, tr- truly engaged uh, in this conversation. <laughs> um. Okay. So there's that. I have one video in this next category, which Wait, is just just real quick. Yes. Can we before we move on from the bad CGI? Yes. Can we just acknowledge the existence of Crazy Frog? What is Crazy Frog? You don't remember Crazy Frog? Let me look it up. Uh, 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 Crazy Frog by Axel F. I'm oh, sure. Oh, fuck this thing. <laughs> okay, there. You you perfectly, <laughs> succinctly acknowledged its existence. There, there, now we can move on. Oh, God. Okay, yeah. We'll put that put that in the show notes. Um, I wanted... Thank so you. I think that there is a whole genre of music videos, which is just either a, an actual um, straight live performance mm-hmm. or a montage. Yeah. The one I really wanted to highlight was Ready to Start by the Arcade Fire because it is a live performance, but it's not like starts with applause and then it just plays through. It's right. also a montage, but it is truly a different version of the song. And it's a version of the song I actually like better mm. because there's some ways that he changes the um, – he doesn't straight sing through the song. Like the yeah. second time he sings, it's slightly different, which I think is way better. I'm going to have to check that out. Cause I think I will probably like it better too. It's and also, yeah. it's, it's in black and white in a way that mm-hmm. looks really cool and um, yeah. shiny. And yeah, I'm seeing it. It's, it's cool. Yeah. Very popular genre of music video, the, the live performance or super cut of different live performances. Yeah. It's kind of like a mini concert film. Yes, and I think that this is truly the best, best version of that I've ever seen. Mm, interesting. Okay, cool. Um, and then I have two more categories, which is just like music videos I really like. Yep. <laughs> and two I don't. Yes. So really quickly, Maps by the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know the story of this music video, but she's crying in the music video and she's actually crying because she was going to go on tour and her boyfriend um, – was supposed to come to this music video shoot and didn't make it. So she was crying because he like was not there. And MAPS stands for My Angus Please Stay. That I did know. Um, Bad Girls by MIA is just this incredible music video that they shot in Spain, but is clearly made to look like it was shot in Saudi Arabia. Mm -hmm. There's all of these women and men driving and dancing in cars and all getting along. Um, Mm -hmm. Definitely read the... the, um, It's also MIA just looking just, just... fucking beautiful yeah she's so hot and she's like like on the on a car that's like on its like side like only on two wheels just like filing her fucking nails Mm -hmm. um when the party's over by billy eilish is the song that elliot famously was terrified of Mm -hmm. um (laughs) eyes 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 oh i the black eyes Mm. (laughs) um but i also think i think this is also just like a really good use of a music video Mm -hmm. she's sitting in a completely white room she drinks a black liquid and then it just pours out of her eyes and that's the whole thing if you like white voids may i recommend (laughs) music videos yes (laughs) it's it's a great place to find them 
Um, there's Genghis Khan by Mike Snow, which is a song I know nothing about anything <laughs> except that Kenny plays this fairly often, this mm. music video. And it's sort of about like a like almost like Austin Powers, James Bond type villain. Yeah. Who holds captive this dude and is like dancing around to this very catchy oh, song. Yeah, this but is... then they like fall in love. Right. Oh, okay, interesting. Yeah, I'm looking at it. This is very very clearly Goldfinger. Yes. Yeah. I don't know anything about who these people are. I know nothing about this, except mm. that like this I, I do think is a good example of a, a music video that tells a little story and it does uh. it pretty successfully. Hmm. Um Closer by Tegan and Sarah is just um it's you know, Closer is like the song that sort of really yes. propelled them into the pop world. Later in the season of the Smug Buds, we might talk about uh, karaoke. Uh, and oh, yeah. uh, sometimes uh, when you, yeah, I mean, the best case scenario, when you put on a song in karaoke, you see a really bizarre video that has nothing to do with the song. Uh-huh. But sometimes you put on a song and you see the music video for the song. Mm-hmm. And um, this is one case where we put on this song on karaoke. We got, we saw the music video and it's like the most meta video that <laughs> yes. we that could play yes. in a karaoke situation because they're like doing karaoke to their yes. own song, right? Um, I really like this music video too because it's just it's really it's very queer clearly because it's mm-hmm. Tegan and Sarah, but it's so just purely joyful and intimate and safe. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just really derive a lot of joy. It really makes me feel like my happiest moments. Mm, yeah. In my life. Um, and then there's Fall in Love with a Girl with the White Stripes, which is the Lego, like, yeah. stop frame animation. Yeah. I think I haven't seen this in many years, but but I think I have seen this. And uh, yeah, stop. Mo- I love stop motion animation. And yes. that's, that's another thing that you can find probably more often in music videos than than other media unless you you know seek out specific uh short films or feature films yeah um also i want to note i think this and weapon of choice were both directed by spike jones who does a lot of music videos and his music videos are always very good yeah and he's the in feature films he's the director of eternal sunshine of the spotless mind one of my all-time favorite movies uh, yeah, me too, though it really fucked me up the first time I saw it. Okay, so two music videos I don't like. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't like Float On by Modest Mouse. It's just ugly to me. I felt, I used to feel that way when there was a time, a not insignificant time, where I would see commercials for this album. Yes, often, yes. And seeing that this animation in that commercial pissed me off. And so I was the, like, I don't, I don't like this. So I um, didn't know about Modest Mouse until mm, this song. Like many yeah, people, I think. Of course, yes. But this music video played all the time. And like Modest Mouse is so good. And I yeah. think part of the reason I put this on here is because I, um, when I hear a song, I don't think I said this earlier. When I hear a song, if it, if it catches my ear, you know, if I mm-hmm. like remember something, I will look up the music video for it regardless mm-hmm. of how much I actually like the song. Because yeah. I want to see what they're going to do. Because mm. it's, as we've discussed, as we've just gotten through, the range is enormous. Right, yeah. <laughs> and so um, I'm I'm pissed 
I'm pissed that that was the music video for that song because I think that I would have gotten into Modest Mouse in a more formative Mm. time and I think that I would have a better knowledge of them. I'm glad we arrived at this because I feel like this is arriving in a very smug place, (laughs) which is where the podcast belongs. Yes. And I think that that's an interesting practice of seeking out the music video as soon as you have an interest in a song. And I think that after years of doing that and watching MTV, VH1, etc., you have a lot of opinions about music videos, more certainly more than I do, and maybe more than the average person. So I think I definitely do more than the average person. <laughs> good on you for bringing that to a podcast about being smug about certain things. Well, and so part of the reason I brought, I wanted to do this podcast too with the music videos specifically was because... Um, because like I realized that I am very smug about this because like earlier when you were talking about Weezer like I have not extensively watched those music videos and I knew exactly mm-hmm. each of those fucking videos as yeah. soon as you brought it up mm-hmm. because I really do like look this up. Yes. Um, the last one on this list is a music video that scared also scared the shit out of me when I was a kid and I almost I looked it up recently and almost couldn't find it and then realized there's an extended version. There's a version of Waterfalls by TLC. Yeah. I think you got the link wrong by the way. Oh, you're right. It's not Waterfalls. It's Unpretty. It should be Unpretty. I just wrote Waterfalls. It's Unpretty. Oh, okay. I thought we were going to talk about the Waterfalls video, which is another one that has come on when we've done karaoke. Uh And I had never seen it before. And Uh I had never given a second thought to, or a first thought, frankly, to what that song was about. Yeah. And I I was appalled. (laughs) So, yeah. So in the so this might also could get might also be able to get a bad CGI one, but in the unpretty video there's a couple of um like uh plot lines. There's a, a woman who is hypothetic quote unquote overweight who wants to be skinnier. There's um uh oh, which one is she? T-Boz is going to get breast augmentation. I think it's T-Boz. And she goes to a plastic surgery place and she's like all ready to do it. It's a very apparently a very casual thing. She's like walking back and you see this other girl right around 350 and she's about to get the plastic surgery. And in the shorter version, all they show is like a breast implant sort of hitting and bouncing off of a like a medical cart. Okay. But in the uh, extended video, you see them, you see her walking through the halls. Sorry, this is like later. This girl's looking so uncomfortable. Yes. Right at 4.50, you see them pulling something out of the, what is clearly a prosthetic, but you see them pulling the breast implant out of this woman's boob. It's (laughs) fucking horrifying. (laughs) And when I saw this music video when it came out when I was, you know, 11, 10, 12, I was like, I thought I was going to throw up. Yeah, no no shit. I, I'm seeing it for the first time right now. Isn't that so graphic? Even knowing, like knowing that it's not real, isn't it so graphic? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is nightmarish. So yeah, I just think that was a bad choice. Yeah, it. I mean, for a song that's otherwise great, like I love. Who doesn't love TLC? TLC's great. I mean, in a certain sense, maybe they were successful. You know, you remembered it. We're talking about it. Yeah, all these years later. 
But uh, on the other hand, um, we don't like it. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to see it. I just don't want to see it. That's a big nope and a no thank you from the two of us (laughs) to TLC. So, yes, that's my my 50 plus music video overview of the various themes and motifs I see happen. <laughs> I I look forward to seeing how this grows and expands both from your inevitable continued work on it and also um, contributions from others. Yeah. Um, real quick, the video I remembered while we were talking that oh, yeah. I wanted to shout out was... Uh, the video for You Don't Know Me At All uh, by Ben Folds featuring Regina Spector. Do you know oh, this Oh, I video? don't know that. Oh, oh my gosh. Good. I completely oh. let off Regina Spector in general. I'm very excited to show you this video. Uh, it's, uh, it's a Tim and Eric video. Okay. Uh, and uh, I uh, think you'll enjoy it as I nice. have many times. Uh, the Regina Spector video for um, Better? Mm. No better is that the one that's all white and then the colors start exploding i don't know off the top of my head that um regina specter also i mean regina specter is just a perfect little weird fairy that we get to mm-hmm. like exist with oh yeah i've uh, been a fan of for a long time of hers um fidelity it's fidelity ah, it's not better yes. yes fidelity is in all black and white and then at the end, and she has this, like, fake boyfriend that's, like, just, like, a shell. And then at the end, there's, like, all these colors. And it's just, mm. like, so visually appealing. It's so beautiful. Also, she's just, like, so perfect. And I would, like, love to hold hands with her. Yeah, hell yeah. Well, <laughs> let's say goodbye and then let's watch the um, You Don't Know Me At All video. Yes. Thank you so much for listening to me go on about this wild experiment that I did. Of course. It's been a pleasure. <laughs> Love you, Will. Bye. See you next week. Love you, too. See you soon. Bye. Will is on Twitter and Letterboxd at Youngest of One, and his website is WilliamHoffacker.com. You can find Liz at Exclamate on Instagram, at Exclamate underscore on Twitter, or on her website, ElizabethDeannaMorrisLakes.com. Our website is SmugBuds.com, and the podcast is at SmugBuds on Twitter and Instagram.